0: Every entrepreneur has a story. Welcome to Happy Half Hour with an Entrepreneur, where each episode, your host, Brian Carney, will share a drink with a successful business owner and have them discuss their unique journey, gaining insight on what it takes to be an entrepreneur and different ways to get there. Brian isn't just a beer nerd. He's also the co-founder of Rivers Edge Advisors, a financial planning firm headquartered in Delaware, specializing in working with business owners. It's time to pour yourself a drink and enjoy a happy half hour with an entrepreneur. Hey everyone, welcome to Happy Half Hour with an Entrepreneur. I am your host, Brian Carney. You may have seen my guest, Glenn Fidel, on the CNBC show, Blue Collar Millionaires. And to say he's a serial (laughs) entrepreneur is quite possibly the biggest understatement of all time. Uh, He owns multiple companies. Um, He owns a roofing company that last year did about 30 million in revenue. He owns a speaker company, a Bluetooth speaker company called Bumpbox, and that did about 65 million in revenue. And he owns a concrete plant, and that did 20 million in revenue. And that's not all that's not all he owns so i'm interested to to get into all this and talk to him today uh so for this for this episode i'm going to be trying a yards brewing uh special release for the philadelphia flyer uh player kevin hayes it's called big hazy it's a, a hazy double ipa so um i'm a big philly sports fan as is glenn so it's kind of appropriate that we're drinking it today glenn welcome to the show
1: thank
0: you thank you you got my regular little mirror light here. Cheers. Perfect. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to talking to you today. It was a lot to get to. So uh, cheers to
1: you. Thank you, bro. Yeah, me too.
0: So let's talk about how you even get started as an entrepreneur. I mean, you grew up with 10, sit. you're one of 10, the oldest of 10. Is that right? Yeah. Oldest of 10. Yeah, yeah. So how does that sort of launch your your life into being an entrepreneur?
1: Um, You know, our, our dad was like, he, he was a printing salesman and he was always involved in some side stuff like some investments and trying to get some stuff and you know he always he, he always did decent you know we obviously never wanted for like never went hungry or anything but you know he always had big dreams of, of getting something that would break and I think we all kind of took that um and that was my dad and then uh his dad and his and my mom's dad were kind of the same way and with all the kids we're like man let's do something so you know we were cleaning gutters at a young age we were like <laughs> cutting grass whatever, you know like the original household yeah, yeah exactly i know I, I ended up backing gutters later in life with <laughs> <Dillon> <laughs> but it was you know it, whatever we could get by with some stuff and i mean it was just satisfying to really make that stuff kind of kind of happen and work um and it, you know it was it was cool because my brothers they were all kind of they, they they were Specifically, my two brothers, Adam and Alan, who are who are partners with me in the roofing company now, um, they, they were they kind of like we all adopted the hustle and yeah and had the common had the common uh, thought of really pushing you know
0: that's great. So you start G Fidel Roofing at twenty three, is that right?
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, so about twenty. Yeah, twenty two. So yeah, so because we're we're up on twenty years now. Wow, forty two now. So yeah i was working for another roofing company and then i was like he he was doing like really just strictly commercial at the time so he didn't really care if i was doing uh some residential roofs here and there yeah and ironically my my wife's mother and my my wife's mother needed a roof and i found out that uh you know that i could make a couple bucks on it (laughs) (laughs) so so like i beat everybody's price and i still made like a month's wages in in one day. I was like, hold on, I'm on this there. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's a tough first, that's a, that's a bold first customer. Your, uh, your mother-in-law is never I well,
1: a mother-in-law yet. So yeah. if, may, if I'd have messed it up, it might not have, <laughs> <laughs> my, my life might have taken a whole different direction. <laughs> so
0: you're, you, you taught yourself about roofing. Like you didn't have any formal training besides,
1: you know. Well, you no know, I did. So I was working for a roofing company. Okay, and got it. so, so and my, and my boss didn't really care because he was all commercial, and so he wouldn't care if on the weekends we do a side job, this mm-hmm. residential, because we weren't competing, and right, <laughs> you know, he kind of c- encouraged it too because you know, cash money was cash money. Yeah, yeah, a lot of these guys, we, I, and I knew some a lot of guys that would get would get together. And work for certain people on the weekends. Like, oh, this guy, he's paying you know two hundred bucks a man. So I started doing that. It was two hundred bucks cash when I was playing who, like four hundred for the week. You know, So I was like, yeah, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on a on a Saturday. And do that. Yeah. Can I work Sunday too? You know, and you know, I, I, that's and that's where it develops. And I was I was able to you know after doing my work. My my, what, she wasn't my mother-in-law yet but she is now but what what was then my my, my girlfriend's mother after doing her place I, I just tried to I was like let me do some uh, let me find some more jobs and after that I was able to start finding jobs for these guys that were getting rounded up by other guys and they like working for me because I was kind of you know easy to deal with and, and I worked right alongside of them I wasn't just watching them you know I was, yeah, <laughs> I was right. pretty good at it, picking it up quick and and you know from that point on it just kind of grew and I started having jobs overspill into the week and I'll never forget my boss, Don Shin. Uh, and that's, you know, all credit to him, uh, you know, for this period of my life, you know, cause he, he really took a lot of time to teach me a whole ton of stuff. And, you know, he just expected me to really work hard and, and use my head. <laughs> you know, even I messed up, he wouldn't snap. If I messed <laughs> up here and there, it wouldn't snap on me too hard. But, you know, he he, he knew that I was starting to do more and more and, I guess he always says, you know, I saw you kind of go in a different route, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I would have loved to keep you forever, and when I had you, I wish I had ten guys like you. But I, you know, I, I understand that you were eventually going to grow. Right. He said, and uh, yeah, so he said, "What do you?" This, he said to me, "He says, what are you going to do, man? You, it seems like you're doing pretty good with this." I was like, "Yeah." Well, do you mind? Uh, I think "I got to, I, I got to buy a truck. You know, I got to get a reliable truck." He's like well, how long is that going to take you? You got the money, right? I was like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just got to go do it, you know? And he was like, go ahead, man. You can use my truck. So, you know, wow. he says, hey, so he said, you can use my truck for another week. So he let me, you know, as I started, let me use his truck for a week. That's pretty and amazing. It, it, I you know what an awesome dude. so This is just, just a lot about his character too. Yeah. And we, we went on to, you know, after I used this truck for a week, you know, oh, as he said that, he says, I guess I'll let you be the second biggest roofer in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> he gave me he gave me a hug. And, you know, from, from that point on, it was kind of like, well, I better not fail.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty amazing, though. You tell a guy that you're going to quit to go start your own company. I mean, technically, you know, competing with him in in a in a sense you know, and mm-hmm. he's like, ah, oh, you know what, I, I'm going to get, I, you, you're you a good dude, I'm going to let you start by using my truck for a week, that's
1: pretty incredible. Yeah, it said, well, it's a big testament for him, and, you know, yeah. although we were two different industries, you know, I was going after, I was going after residential at the time, even though I knew commercial by managing projects for him, Sure. you know, I, I was, you know, it was it so, so for the longest, like forever, if, you know, in the beginning, it was very, very, uh, I was very, very diligent about, if he was involved in the bidding, in any bidding, bidding process that I was on, I would, I would graciously bow out. Oh wow. nowadays, if I run into him, you know, he's, he's still established and he picks his work as once he he's like, Hey, Glenn, I got enough work. Do you, do you want this job? <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or whatever. So it's, it's always good. And, and, you know, I say, I, I, I build that story to say, you know, that part of everything that I think is important in all, Things in all in all business relationships and all interactions is trying not to burn bridges with people. Now some people it's going to be inevitable because not everybody's going to be happy about success. As that happens very very often, where you know people find reasons to be unhappy about. But yeah, I I know with me, I'm cool. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that takes. There's a certain ego that comes in where you know he definitely put his ego aside and was like, you know, this guy's he's all, he's out there trying to do his thing, and I'm gonna not only am I not gonna try to you know thwart him from doing it, I'm gonna actually try to help him. And exactly. So, that's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So your first year you do like call it three hundred fifty thousand of revenue. Yep. Yep. So and twenty some years later, you're twenty years later, you're doing thirty million in revenue. How yeah. how does that happen? I mean, it's
1: uh, how do you well, make that, I mean, that leap? There's 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 a there's an easy there's like two easy answers to that. I mean, not none of it's easy, but just very simply put, is having the best people and learning from all your mistakes. <laughs> 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 you know, well, like, yeah. Like, but, but, I mean, it's really good. You know, like I, I know for a long time I was like, yeah, I've learned that you know, oh man, this is guy, this guy's awesome. That works for me. I don't, I don't know what I'd do without him. And I keep guys on too long. Then I finally, when it's finally inevitable that they've got to, that they've got to go. Then I find out that I could have fired him a long time before that. And it yeah. was just a disease and I'm much better off without him. Just these fears of not being able to do something with somebody without, without somebody that's there, you know, there's, it's just a matter of really being really, really, really diligent about like, keeping your finger on the pulse, having the best people around you systems in place, which I'm not saying I'm great at. Like I have some really good people that have put it that have really helped put it in place. But you know, I mean, a lot of stuff that you pick up, people say, you know, be slow to hire and quick to fire. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, that's true. You know, you find, I found myself being far too forgiving in a lot of situations, (laughs) you know, whether you get stole people, whether somebody's stealing from you and they're trying to call it something else, you know, or, you know, just all these different things. It's just a matter of like, you know, when your gut comes up, and you know, something's not working out, even if it's a great guy, even if they have some skills, you know, you cannot, allow certain things to go on. You really sure. have to make an example, you know? So yeah. that's part of it. Um, and then just being, being, visionary, you know, like, uh, keep your finger on the pulse is part of it. You know, I've had people that I've trusted very, very, very closely that I've never, ever, uh, that i never think would do anything wrong. And uh, this is not referring to any of my family members. Thankfully, all my family members have been very, 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 <laughs> <laughs> don't start guessing there. <laughs> Who's he talking about? <laughs> but, you know, but, uh, but you know, like I have had some guys who, like, you know, who i admired earlier in life and I was really happy, like, well, thrilled to have them come work for me and then finding out that, you know, that it, it was, there, there was an agenda or the, ag- the agenda got a, uh, got built over time and then you yeah. find out that, that somebody like this would steal from you and for, or, or, you know, force numbers or really, really kind of like Almost seems like they're, they'll they'll prey on your downfall. So you know these things considered, uh, you know, just kind of learns your lesson of, of of keep your finger on the pulse and making sure stuff's moving. Uh, a lot of people ask, you know, and may, cut me off if I'm if I'm answering a question that you're going to ask me later. But a lot of people are like, "How do you get into so many things and still keep track of it?" Well, yep. that's one of the good things because if I do if I am doing that stuff and I have a couple things going on that are like widely known, you know, like these uh, people, it's obvious when you get out, of tr- if you go on 95, chances are, you're going to see one of the, you know, 25 concrete trucks. You're going to see one of the hundred G Finnell trucks, you know, yeah. at, at any given time or another, you know? So, you know, the, the fact of just those two things, besides bump box, besides some of the other stuff that we get involved in, um, you know, my, my management that essentially takes care of stuff for me, it, it, it diverts them from trying to make me micromanage anything right know, and because they 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 know it's not that and it's all you know it also helps not with although this should never be the case human nature you're going to see all this kind of stuff pop up and it's gonna it's gonna help not with the jealousy stuff too like oh man he's he's sleeping late yeah that's why he's not here while we're out plugging away it's like no i'm sorry i'm in a different country trying to right. <laughs> organize manufacturing or something. You know?
0: <laughs> so with your roles in the company, um, obviously have changed over time, especially the roofing company. What do you think your sort of unique skill is like, what are you absolutely the best at when it comes across, when it comes to
1: all your companies? Um, I think there's, I, I think with my experience, I have a good instinct and direction. I'm going yeah. at deal with people. Um, good at telling like who is going to be, Somebody that I want to do business with, and somebody I have that I don't. I've been in situations, you know, like there's. As you can tell, when somebody when when you're in this situation, when when you're in this situation, you'll see a lot of people that that will come and and oh man, I got the next biggest idea and this and that and I and you know it's it's hard because you know you don't want to crush anybody's dreams, not you know, but it's like. You know, you only have so much time yeah. in a day. You know, you can't answer every call and you can't <laughs> go to every dinner that somebody wants to take you to, to to talk about, you know, improvement. And believe me, it is hilarious. Yeah. Some of these ideas that, that, that people come up with. But the point of being uh, is, you know, I, I think being a good judge of character, seeing who I want to do business with, yeah. uh, and, and, and deciding, like... One thing I've never wanted, like one thing I've become good over time at is making sure I don't, I, I don't underdeliver on anything. If I get into something, then it's because it makes perfect sense. I can see it actually happening, and I'm I'm going to be able to underpromise and overdeliver. Yeah. The last thing i want to do is get behind something it's like, well, it's not what he promised me. I never, yeah. You know, and that, that's that. Once that feeling starts festering, then. You know, I know a human, human nature thing, you know, it starts to get little, little bad things follow. (laughs) For sure.
0: So that, uh, that ability or that skill to read people and trust your gut is one that like is really difficult for someone for you to, for, to be taught that that's kind of like you, you can improve that skill over time just through your, through your life experiences and through dealing with people, um, How do you think you've really honed that skill? Like, is there anything in particular that's really helped you
1: hone that skill? Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said earlier, having some people that were very close to you that I ignored the signs and finding out that it went way worse. Um, And that goes with a lot of employees. Uh, It also goes with people that, you know, people that say they want to get into something and they say, "I'll let me do this. I'll do that. You know? Yeah. As a matter of, of fielding them. And I guess just kind of being in all different walks of life. You know, like I've had a lot of friends that have, you know, went a totally different path than me. Right. And we could have both went the same path. And some of them were very, very intelligent, whether it was drugs or whether it was, you right. know, just kind of something else, you know. And I've seen them go that route, and I've seen them get very, very sheisty on that side of things. Sure. But, and, and, and there's also some guys that have, you know, that have turned into – what they'd probably like to think of themselves as professional con artists. And yeah, I, know yeah. to, I know how to, I've known how to feel that. I'm not saying I'm the best, you know, you know we can all fall for anything at any yeah. time. But, you know, well, I, I've gotten much better at it. And, you know, with, with that co- has come some gray hairs. I was uh, I was I always I was young and, <laughs> and fresh and all that stuff. But then I, I wish I still had this experience so I, didn't, I don't have to make some of those mistakes again. And that's what it really comes down to, too, is, you know, like I always, I have the phrase, like I don't, I never lose. I, always, I only learn because, you know, when you lose something, you're gaining experience. Sometimes it's yep. expensive, money, sometimes it's not. But you're never going to, you know, you never want to have to uh, do the same thing twice. Yeah. <laughs> make the same mistake twice. And if you do, then you really learn. Just definitely don't make it three times. <laughs> sure.
0: So along those lines, uh, you know, I kind of think, you know, looking at your, the trajectory that you've been on. There has to be, you could go back and point to one mistake where you go, at the time, that really sucked, but... You can kind of, you might be able to point at that and go, that was probably the best lesson I ever learned. Do you have one that comes to mind where a, a mistake that you made that you go, you know what, this is probably the best thing that ever happened to me from, from a
1: learning standpoint? I'll tell you, it's really interesting. All right. I'm, that's, yeah, this one, this is this is a good one. All right. Yeah, because I'm like, man, which one of them? <laughs> I'm flicking through the like a, a hard drive with a yeah. bunch of megabytes in there of mistakes. Now, but um, you think about it, like uh, you, there's always been like in the past like the uh the the in uh, the, uh, the people say oh you know Glenn uh, bought Miami Ink or Glenn yeah. uh, Glenn uh, owns the show Ink Masters and all that and none of that was true. What it was was I had I had become good friends with a producer who wrote a couple uh, pretty popular TV shows. And then in turn with him, he was the godfather of Chris Nunez, Chris Nunez from Miami Inc. his child. Yeah. Chris Nunez was making the jump from uh, Discovery Channel to Spike TV, and that's when he started Ink Masters. Well, they wanted to, he, they wanted to, they were looking for a place to film it. And he says, hey, I can get it filmed at this shop, and we, which we did do some filming early on there, but. We did not get it as the residents there, which we were hoping for. Although Thanks. it did, kind of, although we kind of got labeled as co-producers, yeah, which means that like I didn't even hold a camera or anything. Right. You know, it didn't mean anything, but it was pretty cool. And what I noticed was it was an awesome situation because it was in Miami. All the industry was getting uh, tattooed at our shop. We were throwing these awesome parties. I was meeting all these really really cool people, and. I really didn't make any money. Any money that I was making on it was just going into me traveling and sure. having fun down there. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> all so right. all in all, it was nothing. But I also found myself not doing the as I should have because of somewhat of being starstruck, which yeah. was stupid stupid me and being like, "It's going to work out. I can't, yeah. this, this is great. Um, and also me not relying on this for my income. You know, like, like it was like, oh yeah, this A is going to work gig. out sometime in the future and I'm having a blast and I'm like, you know, I'm running into all these things. This is life. I always wanted to live. You know, it was just really great, fast moving and just really cool. And it was, so it was, I would have been much more diligent about it and I kind of probably could have helped this, our success a lot more uh, maybe being with negotiations or bringing more of the right people in, or maybe, even just uh, spending more time in management and and, and get some stuff there, yeah, you know, getting some stuff done there. But aside from all that, you know, uh, that was part of it, making sure that you know that you treat anything like you should, and then be, uh, you'd be ready to step in and do that, or have a backup plan if there's if there's any issues. That was the one thing. But on the other side, one thing I didn't realize was, you know, as that came, there's a personal brand we need to build for ourselves. Sure, and it was part of it was you know, th- this, this kind of jumped in, and this jumped up my roofing brand because this is also when I was starting a concrete company back then, but it was kind of like a hype going on. Well, Glenn did this. He bought Miami, which I said, like I said, I didn't Or right. know. No, I didn't. But a lot of people want to talk about it. So there were certain people that might have a commercial building that when they were an engineer and they're the one gathering the business and they're like, Yo, hey, uh, tell your boy Glenn the job's his. We just want him out here to, to do it. You know, just because they wanted to talk about stuff. Or That's crazy. On CNBC. Yeah, so that like that personal brand is a huge thing. And yeah. I see some of these other guys going around and getting it too, man. Like you know, I, I, I see some of these up and coming companies. Which you know, I, I, I have nothing but love for people around. You know, I, sure. I, I, I you know, whether other river companies, whatever it is. You know, the 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 point of it is. You know, like these for these guys to, to what they're doing and every move that they make is a reflection of their brand. And even, you know, they say all publicity isn't bad publicity. I mean, back in the day when we would get into some scuffles or whatever, you know, <laughs> that, that, you know, that would make the, that would make the social news, you know, hopefully not the, the the newspaper news, but the social news. And it, you know, it was another part of developing the brand, right. whether it made people talk about us and not like us more or whether it made people want to deal with us more or yeah. whatever the case was. These are things that I learned like very, very hands-on and looking back at it that was like, wow, it was such, such, wasn't such a bad thing. You know, I would not, <laughs> I, I could have probably done something a little bit better with that money, but the life experience and then the branding it did for me personally would never been, I would have never been able to purchase that.
0: That's interesting. So, so the, the, the just the illusion that you had started Miami Inc.
1: Helped. Yeah. Or, or purchased it. Yeah. Purchase. It yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and then you, so you're on that CNBC show and does that, how's how's that, does that, turn business. So that was
1: another thing I was worried about because it was first supposed to be called when they when they were filming a pilot. Yeah. It first supposed to be called American me I was like, yeah, yes. American yeah. Me, that's me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was and then it went on to being like, uh oh yeah, by the way, they scrapped that name. They're calling it Blue Collar Millionaire. I'm like, oh millionaire. You yeah. yeah, that sounds kind of like douchey like Like, you know, like I'm kind of like being braggadocious or something, you know, like, yeah, like, no, blue collar millionaire. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. And then my other concern was like, well, who's gonna want to get a job, get me to do their job if they're like watching me on TV and I'm the blue collar millionaire, you know? Good point. I I, I might be making too much money off of these jobs. Like, we can't afford him. He's on TV as a millionaire, you know? So, but it was another. It was another funny thing that all kinds of crazy stuff popped up. You know, like I can remember a guy calling me from Canada saying that he remembers me from the blackjack table in Vegas, and we were just we're, we were like joking and having a good time. He's like, "I'm sitting here with my daughter. She doesn't believe me that I know you." <laughs> and we're watching it in Canada. I'm like, oh my that's God, crazy." God. That's me. You know, and I remember the guy because he's a like, really heck of a nice guy, and he was like on this crazy run. And I'm not a big gambler, but you know, I like the, I like to sit down once in a while. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, and then another time was uh, was uh, uh, we I was sitting there. Oh yeah, I got I got pulled over coming back from New York. Like, and we were uh, we, we so my my buddies up there, uh, a car club involved. It was like a, uh, a celebrity car club. Like we do like a lot of cherry stuff. So we were up there every Wednesday night. To feed the homeless. We're back doing it now, but we we had to take a break during COVID. But they've been doing it for like seven years. Called PCNY, really good guys. Wayne yeah. Horns, Snyder. They, they they're into a lot of different stuff, but good guys, New York guys, and uh, they're like, it, it, I was I was like racing to get back for a meeting, and I I think I still like I don't know something terrible, like buck twenty on ninety five, <laughs> and, and this cop's like, this cop comes behind me like, yo, what are you doing? I was like, bro, I was beating the homeless. last night. I gotta get back for work, and he was the nicest cop in the world. He was like, listen. I I can tell you can drive, but there's other people that can't. Just slow it down for me, man. I do some stuff with like, with like, charity too, and I respect that. You know, it let turbulence I was like, cool. Well then, like, I don't know, like seven, eight months later, I get a I get a call. It's like from my office saying, "Hey, uh, a New Jersey State Trooper called and said." you know he wants to talk to you and you're not in any trouble or anything but he wants to he wants to talk to you i was like never good man, i wonder <laughs> if it's this guy because he was a like, really heck of a nice guy this is like right outside of new york but he pulled me over and sure enough i called him he's like man this contractor messed me up and i was watching tv the other night and i saw you on there. I, was like, I pulled that guy over i was like i was like all right man what happened you gave it i was like you gave the right guy a break how can i help you man that's amazing you never <laughs> so, know it's you know, awesome and, and just a lot of funny stories like that where stuff has popped up and it's all been good, positive vibes. And, you know, the biggest thing that I've always, that I wish I could have stressed more because they, they, the, the thing with that show, you know, I didn't get to see an edit yeah. and it was that like my part of it lasted like 15, 20 minutes or something, but it was like 40 hours of filming. I thought I said all this like cool stuff. Like, I was like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was like, I was like, that, 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 that really, that was really like a good job. I think I worded that well. i like, Lo and behold, I don't see any of it. I don't give the b-roll footage. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, you know, and, and some of this stuff was like, you know, my dad raised 10 kids. My mom was, you know, she taught piano lessons, but aside from that, she was staying home mom. Right. You know, and he always worked really hard. And I have the advantage of having him work with the company now, too. Uh he doesn't he doesn't help with business development, like, you know, with uh, bigger clients and stuff. But you know, like it, like, and I, I never want to discredit you know it wasn't like we had it rough when we were younger you know we went to school or whatever but that was you know sure everything you know a lot of a lot of the that what we have to uh to to benefit from is is a direct uh is is a direct effect of of his upbringing his That's hard work, you know, his doing that, all that. So, yeah, I wish I wish they would. Say, I wish they'd focus a little more on that because I'm like, <laughs> like you're making it seem like we were hungry or we were kids or something. But like, <laughs> no, Dad, I swear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then then it like almost turned. So I, I watched it the other day. It, it I only I watched like a six minute episode of it. So it, it it's an interesting lesson about what happens when you kind of go when when you're asked to do things for the media like sometimes you can get interviewed this happened to me one time so i know exactly what happened you you and you go and you say all this stuff and then they package it up or they write it or they show it and you go that's not what we did
1: yeah i know (laughs) i didn't say that i meant something else (laughs) yeah
0: and they're like moving things around so and it's so frustrating when it happens that um you know, but it is you know it 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 is part of of media, I guess. When you go out there and do it, you 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 kind of can't control what they sell, and it is a little eye opening when you go. Well, I thought we when I left that taping, we were going down this road, and then we ended up down this road where. Yep. So yeah,
1: it is yeah. interesting. So it is, man. It is. You know, it's just another lesson on like <laughs> what you got to watch out for and what you can really. You know, I, I, and I'm sure that's why there's so much specific entertainment lures and people needing approvals on this and that. And yeah, you know, I mean, it's like some of the stuff now. Like one of my most recent ventures that we started, a production company um, out in, out in Los Angeles, and it's been we've got some really cool stuff popping right now. But we actually had we had actually had DMX until he died. Now we're dealing oh, no with Yeah, it's like man. We could have lasted another year, but he was going through a rough time with yeah. it as of recently. So but it, it just just those kind of things that I, I've been learning a lot more about. And I'll tell you one of the other things, like I was bringing up the PCNY guys that I do the car rallies with and and uh, that I do the feel that feed the homeless with, which are awesome guys. You're gonna get a check your chance, check them out on Instagram, PCNY yeah. at okay. PCNY. But um they are just really, really like Give back guys, they solid. And it's amazing how that's helped their brand and their business. And I've learned from that uh, through, I've learned through that and me and my brothers, uh, my brother Adam has really spearheaded it, but we started something, uh, I guess it's almost been five years now called roofs from the heart where like we have four different offices in, in, with the roofing company. So one's in Newport, one's in Chatsford, Ford, one's in North Wales and one's in Lewis, Delaware. Okay. Uh, we're, we're still on our expansion. So uh, we're, we're moving to some other places uh, yet to be announced. So I can't say anything yet. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, for each of these areas, we do these contests where uh, with Roofs from the Heart, we're able, and if you ever get a chance, you really got to look it up. Roofs yeah. from the Heart. And if you just put Roofs from the Heart, G Fidel, you'll see some really cool testimonials okay. where each one of the, our offices will do a contest for the area where people will nominate other people. And when they nominate, like, say, somebody that's like, for our first one we did was really like it was, it was, it was watching the video is really heart wrenching because it was like this girl, she lost her husband. She had two young boys. Her husband was really, really worried. He had uh, uh, stage three sarcoma, some uh-huh. kind of cancer. And like she lost him very quickly. But he was really worried about the house not having a roof. And, you know, that she, she, it was, we had three finalists. How we determined the finalists were the most likes, shares, and reposts on Facebook yeah. and Instagram. Yeah. And, the return we had on it was amazing. Like people were just like all over it. So it was yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean it just it really boosted. So uh, it, it, we had her. We had uh, another lady who had a very very uh, handicapped son, who she spent all her savings upgrading the house for like a ramp for the wheelchair and all this kind of stuff. Last thing was a roof and it was leaking. So she she uh, so she was one of the three finalists, and the other one was this girl Sophia Denicio who, uh, I was actually familiar with a brother. He, he died in a car, a tragic car accident years ago, but, um, she had, she was an ambulance worker in Philly and she ended up coming down with, uh, with, I think it was, uh, colon cancer. Oh, geez. And she was young. Like it was, it was pretty insane that she was like somebody that would have came down with this, you know, it was more like an older people's disease, you know, I think she was probably like in her twenties or early thirties, but yeah, probably early thirties, but she, um, You know, when we came down with it, we were supposed to announce what's one of the three, and we had such a good response from it. And then we also had so many people wanting to get involved with it that, like, everything from, like, our suppliers, our dumpster companies, to even some of our guys wanted to help with the labor for these people. Yeah, you that's awesome. So, yeah, so the, everything on that, we were able to give all three. Oh, wow. You know, we were all able to give all three. And it just really kind of stimulated a, a whole nother thing. And it's been cool. And, you know, it was funny, too, because, like, a lot of people have started, like, other companies have seen it as a good form of marketing. And, and and you know, like, any, anybody that, uh, what is it, they say, they say, like, uh, Copying is the best form of fat flattery. Agree, yeah, Pla- plagiarizing Imit- is the imitation. best form of flattery. Yeah, yeah, imitation. But if, they, if if you can get other people to to do that to 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 plagiarize like helping the community, yeah. then go ahead, man. Let's let's everybody do it. Have at it. Make yeah. the world will become a better place you now. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: that's great. That 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 has to be amazing. Then um, so we'll we'll actually like link back to that on on the uh, show notes for it. So that's great. Um, so I wanted to talk. Uh, a little bit about bumpbox so i think bo- bumpbox is a fascinating business so if you, it, it, for those of you who don't know bumpbox is it's Sort of like an old school stereo, except it's Bluetooth and they're giant for most, most of them. <laughs> Some
1: of them. We, we have a whole lot of different ones. This is really interesting, too. I don't know. You got to check the website out. You I,
0: I was on the website <laughs> yesterday. I
1: saw that you guys have like the mini beep. the, beep, the, 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 beep. the retro pagers, yeah, yeah repro- the, retro pager, and, and they're waterproof. You know, so you that's take awesome. You the shower and jam out, and they sound great, dude. It's pretty crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, so I think this is fascinating
0: <laughs> because you go from being a roofer to having to to going to this business and there's certainly a celebrity uh, component to it where you know I saw you see pictures with it's funny I, since I was googling bump box to like get a little bit more information now it shows up in all my social media feeds and Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal like holding,
1: algorithms got you yeah exactly
0: <laughs> and there's Shaquille O'Neal holding the holding the bump box so um oh, yeah. you know. I think that's, so how did, how does that happen? Like, how, how did you get into that business? And, and you know, how, the celebrity angle, I think, is fascinating.
1: Well, yeah, so that's been interesting. I mean, that's another, like, really learning curve that I came into some things that I had no idea, but I was really open to learning about it. So first off, me and some friends were doing, me and, uh, you, you know, one of them, Eric Gonzalez, another guy. Yeah. We were doing, like, we were buying, like, from China. Like, in September, we get, like, a bunch of hoverboards, karaoke machines, drones, just stuff that was kind of, like, you know, made for cheap, it, it made cheaply in China, but had good enough quality to last sure. for a while or whatever. And, and uh, we, we were doing it right. You know, you heard those hoverboard phone on casual fire. That was because people were making their own lithium-ion batteries. <laughs> we, would buy, we would buy the Samsung battery and we would make the rest. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we were in the ones catching on fire. You know, that was the trick to it. And when you, that, that was that was the big problem they had. But um, So we were doing that in September and we, you know, tried to turn like, 50, 60 grand which we get a container full of this stuff. We turn it try to turn it into like 120, 130 grand. Yeah. You know, right for the holiday season. It was cool. It was just another, you know, just another kind of side thing, hustle, trying to get this thing going. Sure. And uh and our partner or well our our soon to be partner was this guy Rob Davis, who lives out in Stock in California, where our main office is. Okay. And, and this is Bump Box's main office, which is Box, B-U-M-P-B-O-X-X. So sure you do two X's. Two X's, yeah. Yeah, one X is a maternity website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they should be thanking us they, they, for all the, the traffic we've directed <laughs> to. <laughs> you know, but anyway, so uh, uh, Rob actually had a really, uh, had kind of like the, the biggest part of the design, like, you know, like, Hey, this is something that'd be cool. Don't you guys think, and you know, kind of like coming up with it. Yeah, we would love and, and I'll never forget. Like we, we shook hands at Charlie square at oyster house like five years ago. Yeah. And said, dude, let's do this. Uh, and, and what it was, was Eric was going to, Eric was going to help us stuff. I was going to use some of my celebrity connections. Like you yeah. see, we do all these collabs when we did it with Modelo. We did it with our real G for life, you know, uh, uh, We've done it with some reggae toe guys. We've done it with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. EPMD. We did it Drake. We did it with Khaled. You know, all the major names, uh, and we're we're spreading that more. You know, we're licensed with the with uh, the uh, Major League Baseball. You know, we're we're just we're, all kinds of stuff. We got the Big Ten schools. Uh, so it, these these things. The first one that we ever did, ironically, was. A collab with Chris Nunez, <laughs> ah. you know, and that was kind of part of me helping with the funding, be helping with, uh, you know, kind of the direction of celebrities, and uh, they actually offered us to go on Shark Tank because uh Little John ended one with ended up with one, and he posted it, and David John was like, "I need one of those." He he was he said, "I was," he said, "I'm going to keep that in my hotel room." David John, the uh, the bald. Guy. Yeah. He was he was the guy, right? yeah yeah exactly from, Fubu, yeah. from from shark tank he's like i'm gonna get kicked out of my hotel for uh for blasted rock kim uh, yeah. too loud you know because he's an old school rap guy too those so. things are loud yeah. too oh ah, yeah, yeah. yeah really? Yeah, they really are I mean, especially since uh, we've, we've definitely improved a lot but <laughs> uh it, the, so he so he was like hey would you guys like doing the shark tank and one thing we realized Talking to him I was like, wow, Shark Tank sounds like a great idea. We don't have to make a deal. Well, at this time, no matter if you made a deal or not, when you go on the network, you sign five percent of your company over to the network.
0: Is that right?
1: Yeah, which I which and and we were gaining some momentum. And yeah. we also had this guy, which is one of those important guys that, for me to bring up, a guy named Trey the Truth, who's a uh he's a very, very uh well-respected juice and rapper. I wasn't really I, I, I hate to say this, but I wasn't really familiar with him sure. until he reached out to us. He's like, I like this, this and that. One of our other guys, uh a, a partner who's no longer involved, who I ended up buying out, um, because he, he he wanted to chase he wanted to chase another, he wanted to chase another venture that he had his uh he had his eye on the time. Yeah. Um he 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 knew about this guy and knew the importance of this guy and knew the connections that he had. And that has been a major part of uh you know us being real with him and being like good man good businessmen and, and stand-up guys. And keeping our promise to him, not even getting having to get involved with the attorneys so much of like yeah. you know you know hundred thousand dollars of writing contracts for this now you know obviously we we we've written stuff and it's been good in stone but it's main thing of us keeping our word and making sure he gets what he gets out of it he does well of it and us too you know teaming up with him as a business partner. And he has used his reach to touch everybody. And he's also, he's also viewed as, he's so respected, respected in the community and has had some tough times with major labels yeah. in the past just because of some arguments that went on, which I'm not even going to go into. But he, this, uh, this is a real major part of our success. This is, that's how we've been able to get on every major uh, music industry's uh, uh, Instagrams and Facebooks and these people are very willing to post it. Like the Floyd Mayweathers, the, the, like I said, the Drakes, you know, the Snoops. Like these guys are so willing to do this because they know that's our partner and he's been, he's had a tough go at it with some of this other stuff and they'll do anything because he, he's the guy, I mean, this guy, truth put Rihanna on, he put Chris Chris Brown on, he put a a slew of different people he's brought into the industry. These people just have major respect for him. And he's still, you know, a lot of these people are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And that's far from the case with him. Right. But he stuck with him. We stuck, you know, uh, we stuck with him. He's, he stuck with us. And since then, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of growth. And yeah. We're able we're, we're, we're really, really kind of, well, we call through each other too. You know, he's he's used to a certain way of doing things and we have our own stuff input, but we listen to each other. And we, you know, we, 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 we try to take what's going to be rational and, and going to work the best for everybody.
0: Yeah, and those uh, posts by I know obviously like you know certain celebrities get paid an absolute fortune to post a product. Yeah, and and for ten seconds on their story or whatever it is, they get paid you know a million dollars whatever it is. And to have that you know those people I've seen you know I've seen those those pictures with Snoop or Shaq or whoever it is you know legit A list celebrities posted it has to be
1: incredibly valuable just. it is insane. Yeah. Everybody's like, how much you pay for that one? How much you pay for that one? It's like, honestly, you know, <laughs> it's we're very, very fortunate, but it just goes back to saying too, you know, just because I hadn't particularly listened to trade and truth music. I didn't at the time. I'm making a point now. Yeah. It's something that I, in the beginning, I could have been like, Hey, I'm not really familiar with this guy. I think I know rap, but he's, he's H town. He's Houston. Very well respected over there. He does a lot with charity himself, too. He has something called Trade Day. I don't know if you guys saw him at the, uh, in the last, what is the Emmy Awards, whenever it was just on. He got, like, the Humanitarian Award. Oh, wow. That that's it? awesome. Yeah, yeah. So if you look up Trade the Truth, that's T-R-A-E, T-R-A-E, the truth. He's, uh he I mean, he's just, he not non-stop kind of helped. It seems like anybody that really does well, has has a big focus on charity. <laughs> I, I've come to weird know how that happens. More and more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that, I mean, that is a uh, that that is a truism. You know, you sort of see, especially if someone really goes out to help the community with no expectation of something in return. Usually, it's weird how good things end up happening to that person. It, it is kind of like you put that that good mojo out into the into the.
1: That's it, man. That's it. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer, man. If you want the best for people around you, good's always going to come back. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That's it. you know like i mean that's because it's it's just kind of how you move with everything you want with everything you do yep does doesn't mean you're going to you know that doesn't mean it's it's okay for you to take it be taken advantage of in any situation or you know or put up with somebody you know trying to give you a short end of the stick
0: yeah no that i, I think that you you make a great point there so um <laughs> the, the one of the the last question i want to ask you so you have all these crazy businesses that require you to travel like crazy and you're still have t- you, you you know obviously, if you follow you on social media, you see you with your family out and you know, on vacation and doing stuff with your family all the time that has to be a tough thing to be able to, to balance all that. How are you, how have you been able to balance, you know? Oh man, I'm, you
1: know, I mean, it's, it's never, nothing's ever like easy, like perfect or easy, but you know, I mean, same thing, man, the intentions are there. And I say that for anybody that I'm around too. you know, you can tell somebody has good intentions yeah, or if they're sticking they move and they just, you know, it's selfish and whatever. And, you know, I, I try to put that first too, you know, it's like, I'm proud of my baby girl, my, my little daughter, Juliana, who. She's 18 now, but she uh, – not to advertise that online. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut that out. <laughs> but she, she, just, she, she, she just graduated at Orcsphere, and she's, gone to, uh, she's going to go to uh, Alabama University. So. Oh, nice. So, yeah, and I got to visit that with her. We went to school visiting and stuff like that. So, you know, it was just really good to see. I don't know, man. You know, I, I'm just – it's, it's nice to see like the little beast that they've become just yeah. because of like, you know, the involvement of like their mother being very involved and me being involved. And also what they see in their dad too, you know, like it's funny to see their friends, you know, and their friends like, Oh man, you know, this and that you know, I saw like, your oh, truck. Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my, my little baby's still proud of me, you know, like I can still go up and put my arm around her and she's happy. <laughs> that's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Well,
0: that's, well, this has been great. I, I, I appreciate your time. And like I said, you know, it's always impressive to see. I've really, I'm actually a little pissed for you that they didn't name that show appropriately because
1: we'll petition for that, you know? Yeah, exactly.
0: Let's change the name of the show. So, uh, I, I appreciate yeah. your time. So uh, cheers to you. Uh,
1: cheers to you, brother. Yeah, Thank you, man. man. So, always good having a drink. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So actually, I, this beer is pretty good, man. The Yards cool. did it up. So a little strong, 8.7%. I'd actually give this a four out of five on my, uh, on my. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, yeah.
1: right. I'm going to try that slide. Yeah. Beer. There you what go. There? All <laughs> right. So
0: um, if you want to learn more about Glenn and his companies, visit his website at uh, gfidelroof.com and bump box with two X's because you don't want to go to the maternity site. So that's dot xcom And if you want to connect with me on untapped, my username is BR Carney seven. And to learn more about how my firm helps business owners with their financial planning, visit riversedgeadvisors.com. And finally to hear past episodes of the podcast, go to happy dash half hour.com. Glenn, congratulations hey, on your success. And cheers one other
1: to- thing, one other thing, one thing. GFP GFP. <laughs> all right. G- Gfp-, GFP, like Glenn, Fidel Papa. public GFP com. Even if you need a small amount of uh, concrete delivered, we only do, uh, our concrete actually only does huge, like, kind of like industrial installs, auto refinery work, that kind of stuff, road work, but as far as if if you need to ever buy concrete, we can supply it with a post hole worth or you know or or enough for a whole pool whatever
0: that's for 95 <laughs> like you said yeah, or 95 yeah. exactly and we'll, we'll we'll post that too so thanks a lot Glenn I appreciate it man cheers thank you brother thank you thank you for listening to happy half hour with an entrepreneur sponsored by rivers edge advisors for more information on how rivers edge advisors can help you visit their website at riversedgeadvisors.com if you'd like to connect with Brian Carney for business advice or just to share a beer, follow him on Instagram at Rivers Edge Advisors underscore LLC.